Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Back on Facebook Live for the first time in a while. This is Zero Dark Nerdy, the world's most notorious pop culture podcast on Facebook Live. So when you get to hear this, this will be a live episode. So hardly any editing, probably no editing at all. So enjoy. We are going to be covering a few things today. But before we get into all that, we definitely want to give a big shout out to our sponsors out there. First and foremost, the Believe Podcast Network. That is B-L-E-A-V. You can check out their website, Believe.com. For some other amazing podcasts out there, a lot of sports podcasts, some pop culture ones, all kinds of fun stuff out there. And betonline.ag for all your sports betting needs out there for all of our favorite degenerates in the audience. And for those of you local to Greensboro, North Carolina, do not forget about Red Cinemas for your movie going experience located right near downtown Greensboro. You can check out the movies on their website. The website is redcinemas.com. This is your boy, Brian, a.k.a. El Nino, and today I'm joined with Ryan Saber, Captain Cleveland, Browns, training camp has started, the NFL is here, Cavs, Guardians, C-L-E, till I die. And we have a very special guest from Philadelphia back in the building with us, Sarah Chu, or Sarah is loading... Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm Sarah, aka Sarah is loading. And there you I'm- go. And you can check her out on Instagram, which is Sarah is loading, correct? Did we lose her? Did we lose you, Sarah? Sorry. Some ad popped up right when you announced me. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was like, are you playing that like really loud music over me? It was timed <laughs> so perfect. This I was the, like, no, punk, I, like that's thing. new. Like I've done like several of these podcasts with you before. I'm like, that, that seems weird. Yeah, so we then I just do. like closed everything on my computer. Really oh, quick, okay. And we're All good right. now. Good. Perfect. Well, we are <laughs> Sorry about that. Definitely glad. I was to like, I, I wish everyone could have heard what I heard. Cause it was, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a moment. <laughs> well, glad to have so, you. Hi, back I'm Sarah. Okay. Sarah's lip loading. If I don't know what you caught before, but I'm so excited to be here and talk about San Diego. Um, it feels unreal in so many ways. So I'm happy to, so happy to like relive all of it with you. Oh, we are, we are excited about it. And thank you so much for joining us. So today, yes, we are going to be covering San Diego Comic Con 2022. Sarah was in attendance there with some amazing cosplays, and we definitely want to hear about some of your favorites out there. And then we are also going to get into phases five and six for all the announcements from Hall H, correct? Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, Hall H. Perfect. So that online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Perfect. So, Sarah, why don't you know, just tell us, so this is your second time at San Diego Comic-Con, and I guess we can just start, like, how did this differ from your first time? Was it, you know, did you kind of have a lay of the land, like, you were yeah. around a little bit better? Like, tell us a little bit about your second time there. So, yes, that's correct. So, this is my second time at San Diego Comic-Con. My first time was in 2019, which is the last year that they had it um, before the pandemic, and this year... Um, Things kind of, uh, they turned out very different than how I initially planned, but uh, definitely in a better way. Um, not that the first time was bad and my initial plans were bad at all. Like any like, experience at San Diego is going to be a great time. But my first time I had um, just like normal badges. I did get super lucky and I had all the days because just getting a badge for any day is like, so impossible. It's like the Hunger Games, but in 2019, I went as like a normal human and, you know, I got into some Hall H panels. Um, I think I saw like the final Game of Thrones panel and The Witcher, but there was no way I was going to the Marvel panel. Like you have to plan your entire con around that. You are camping overnight. You have to have a group of people also committed to camping for basically the chance to get into the panel room. Um, and once you're in, like you don't leave, like that's your day. You like you can go to the bathroom. There's a bathroom like in Hall H, and there's like they sell food kind of inside, but like it's, it's kind of sketchy to leave, and you don't want to like risk it. So I knew I would never see a Marvel panel. That's what I thought, at least. I'm like, it's just you know, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to camp for days. I'm not going. I live in Philly. Like I'm not going to fly six hours to. But then, um, so I was planning on going this year with my normal human badges and fate just kind of um, aligned. And I ended up with a press badge with, um, to help out my friend Darnell and the party nerds, a huge shout out to the party nerds. Um, I helped them cover, since I was planning on going, like I said, stars aligned and helped them cover the event. And I was basically able to get into Hall H that way with press and not just get in, but I was uh, close enough to uh, like give fist bumps. <laughs> so no camping, no camping. No, I, um, I actually got very, very lucky. They like closed the press panel and it kind of around the same, I, I kind of got in like right after they closed it. Um, but yeah, no camping. Um, it wasn't really crowded in the press pit. I think there's maybe like 40 people in that little area right next to the stage. And then there's more press in like the front seats. But I was um, like in the area, like touching the stage. Like I could look back, I have videos and I could see behind the curtain, like before the celebrities would go out and like, they're like standing there, like waiting. Like, and I thought that was like the coolest view. Like what you yeah. can't see like on the panels online was like that like real emotion from people before they go out in front of like hundreds and thousands of people. <laughs> God so. almighty. That's fantastic. So yeah. in so regards cool. to not on, hold on though, beer, oh, no, not what? only do you, do you get to see the people that are coming, but let's be honest, right? Like we read articles about mm -hmm. what is shown, but Kevin Feige and the rest of the Marvel people, there is no video of the trailers that they showed. You just Wait, sort not? of no. If you go on YouTube and you Google Guardians of the Galaxy, if you Google the Ant Man Quantumania, where you see Kang and he's like, "Wait a minute, you're an Avenger? Have I killed you before?" Like you can't see that shit. Kevin Feige and the people from Disney 
fucking scour the internet and take that shit down right when it goes up. Wow, I actually didn't know that. I assumed that everything got released after that. No, so one of the things that uh, after the event that James Gunn talked about was like, he doesn't want people to see the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of teaser trailer that he showed because the visual effects are not not on par to what he deems acceptable. So visually, it's nowhere near what it's going to be when we see it on TV. And my assumption is, you know, you got the same thing going on with with Ant-Man uh, as well. So anyway, yeah. So you can oh, see that. Wow. I had no idea. I just assume once they show a group of people like that, once they show it, that nope. it's out. I mean, they are very strict. You are not allowed to record when the video, like when the like previews come on and like you can record any other time. I have so many videos of you know, people talking, people walking out. But the second like the lights dim and everyone does this too, because you don't I mean, you don't want to get in trouble and not be allowed back. Like it's like <laughs> Like you've never seen such a compliant group of adults. Well, you just go. camped out for three fucking days, right? Yeah. I mean, the last thing you want to do. I haven't eaten. I haven't yeah. gone to the bathroom because I didn't want to lose my spot. Now I'm going to get knocked out for a for a picture, right? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> oh, I was man. thinking too. What you said with the visual effects, I'm like, I guess it doesn't matter if people haven't slept for days. They probably they're like, yeah, this is the greatest thing right. I've ever seen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Also, yeah. too, for any of you watching out there in the Facebook world, please feel free to, you know, chime in with some questions for, for Sarah on San Diego Comic-Con. If you have curious just about tips, you know, looking for some advice or just any kind of overall questions, please feel free to ask throughout the entire episode. And uh, we look forward to your feedback out there. So I got my daughter over here moderating and doing a fantastic job. She she did the lighting, so it actually looks somewhat Ooh. decent in here. For it looks good. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me ask this question, yes. right? Like, they are just rapid fire hitting you with all this shit. Like, Foggy comes out there, they show the timeline, then they start breaking down, and then the individual groups start coming out. Like, is that how it works? It's just like little 10 to 15 minute panels, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's... Um... We talked a few minutes right before we went live, but uh, yeah, it's uh, so fast and feels like such a blur, like being there. I like, I was nervous coming on. I'm like, wait, what did I see? Like what uh, even like, what even was that? Uh, like, it's so fast, so much. It's uh, like, it's all incredible. Like your mind just constantly blown and it, you know, like we've all been to, well, most of us have been to comic cons. I don't know who all is watching. I'm assuming everyone's pretty experienced cons and panels. And, you know, you go to a panel that might be like 45 minutes an hour. The group comes out, they talk about the movie, the show. That's it. But yeah, this is like seven, 10, 15 minutes. I like, I have no concept of time when you're in there, <laughs> but it's nonstop. They're not like breaking between groups. It's like one group goes off, the next group goes on. And, and they're like all the Marvel stars, like all the Marvel movies. It is like each one of these could be their own panel. And it is exactly like what you said. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Like you, I was like right next to the stage. You see the next group getting ready as like the other ones leaving. It's, um, it's an experience. <laughs> now, now two days or, you know, a couple of days before San Diego, they had, they, the, the, you know, the, the proverbial, they <laughs> had leaked on the internet that, um, that Disney had sought, uh, patents on the name Captain America, New World Order, 
um, uh, in uh, Avengers uh, Kang Dynasty and Avengers. Um, what is what's the last one, Behern? Um, uh, Secret Wars. A uh, Secret Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Did you have any idea? I, I mean, I guess the expectation going into it is okay. We're going to see what Phase Five is, right? Like, or like what's coming next? Did you have any idea that, that they were going to go? Was there buzz that they were going to go that far out into twenty twenty five? Own the Lost City on Blu Ray today. The hilarious adventure starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum will take you on a thrill ride through the jungle to survive the elements and find an ancient lost treasure before it's lost forever. Critics are calling it nonstop fun. Bring the adventure home today and get over 50 minutes of bonus content, including deleted scenes, cast interviews, and much more. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. So I definitely, I didn't look up anything online um and i would say from like i was in hall h for a couple hours before we got to marvel because you have to even with a press badge you're not walking in and out like i got lucky to be in that room and i i don't know when i went in maybe like 1 p.m for a five o'clock panel um but i would say in that time i I didn't really hear like any speculation or talk like in that group of like, Ooh, what's going to happen. I heard this or that. Um, So that wasn't really the energy, but I would say when they announced phase six, like, I mean, I was shocked. Like I kind of like felt like the energy there was like, Whoa, like you are just nonstop with this information and like the content coming at us. It's like overwhelming. Honestly. They're like, we're going to provide heart attacks today. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like I would have been satisfied with like the first 15 minutes of the panel if that was the whole thing. But then it's like, oh, you keep going. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, not to get too far ahead, but you got D23 in September that uh, in Anaheim where, you know, they've already come out and said, like, it's basic. It, there's what, seven open slots for phase six. My guess is they're probably going to do some panels for five for phase five, you know, uh, maybe, you know, bring out the Loki cast and things like mm-hmm. that secret invasion, but they're going to un- unveil more movies here in the next couple of weeks, which is just crazy. And then you got now we did see the Black Panther Wakanda, um, a Wakanda forever uh, trailer, which obviously anybody who sees that, right, like it opens up, you've got the the Bob Marley, very somber um what was the vibe like in in Hall H? Because I know I woke up on Saturday morning or whatever it was, and I watched it in my bed. Now, I was hungover. So when I'm hungover, mm-hmm. I get a little emotional. But <laughs> I was even like, holy, like, uh, very, very emotional. What was the, the vibe like when that when they played that? Well, it was, see, that is the panel I definitely remember the clearest. So it was the last, um, like, announcement of Hall H, of the last movie. And... Like it, I don't want to like misspeak about the whole experience, but it was, um, I explain. So there was like music and dancing and people coming up through the crowd. It wasn't just the typical walk up on stage, talk about the panel and walk off. Like it was like clear that this, like it was a moment for everybody in Hall H. Um, I mean, I personally think it's really cool that it wasn't just actors on stage that it was like dancers going through the crowd with everyone like everyone felt really connected to that and then ryan googler came out and spoke about um 
it's Chadwick. Um, like it's, it was emotional. You're saying you're emotional because you're hungover. It was, um, like I'd say like excitement, like at a really high level, but like wasn't like somber emotion, but it felt like very super emotional too. It's very hard to describe. Um, but yeah, it was like very, very high energy. I would say like, like in a good way, it felt very positive, like emotional, but very positive, like energy and hallway. Okay. Okay. Now, (laughs) (laughs) no, it makes perfect sense. All right. It's, it's it's, just like you said, it seems like it was a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, now I heard that for guardians that the mood was a little somber and it was kind of a sad trailer or whatnot. Did you, did you get that vibe too? I mean, we all know that this is going to be it for James Gunn and this is going to be it for guardians. So he's going to wrap up and, and go back to Warner brothers and, and, uh, you know, take over the DC universe. But what was that vibe like? And could you tell with the cast and everything too, like this was going to be the last time a lot of them are going to be on stage for, you know, for guardians at least. Yeah. I, I definitely picked that up. Like for sure. Um, like, you know, Guardians, it's a humorous movie and I like the trailer and, you know, comments people made like it, it's still a funny movie. Like that's the core of it. Um, but there were moments and I was like, oh, OK, like that. It's not just like total slapstick humor the whole time. Um, but I would say from the trailer that I felt like overall somber, I felt kind of like excitement about what was happening um but yeah I guess I could see I would be sad (laughs) I was like that was sad I'm like oh yeah yeah I just heard the The only clip I've seen and it's literally a three-second clip it shows Rocket as a baby and you know somebody picking him up and getting ready to do the experiment that's all you've seen well I'm not going to spoil anything yeah 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 so that's all I do it we gotta we gotta hold back so let's let's take a (laughs) yeah but yeah no it's still it's guardians that's all I'll say it's still guardians okay I felt satisfied with the trailer okay well we'll get back to the the MCU here in a little bit you know in terms of the rest of comic-con you know I guess a go ahead and just give us a rundown of the cosplays that you that you wore um you know each day and, uh, you know, maybe some of your other favorite panels, favorite moments, things like that. Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm going to say something kind of controversial here. Um, <laughs> that's OK. But um, I would say San Diego is not really a cosplay con. I did cosplay. Um, there are a lot of cosplays. You can go online. You'll see tons of gorgeous cosplay. Sure. It's like I saw amazing cosplays there. Sure. But compared to, I'd say, like New York Comic Con, like right. New York Comic Con's like a cosplay con or like right. KatsuCon, like that is a cosplay con. Um, San Diego, there's a lot of people who cosplay, but the focus is really like the movies, the panels, gotcha. uh, the show floor. Um, so this is like something I learned in 2019. Um, is the weather it's very different from the east coast too and it's july and it seems like it's going to be cool but it gets really hot during the day and like there's a lot of walking and just the panels are so good and everything else is so good that you don't want to spend till two o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon getting into a cosplay i mean one like 
why would you do that? Like, you don't want to take photos because I just spent be four hours putting saw. this shit on and I'm yeah. sweating my ass off. Yeah. And you're like, it's not going to look good in like the midday sun. You don't want to get photos on the show floor. You can't get to your panel because everyone's stopping you. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so I focus more on like comfortable, fun, just things that would make me happy to wear because I have an excuse to wear a costume versus you know, going all out to make a cool cosplay. So I did Supergirl one day, um, because you know, you gotta do a classic superhero at Comic-Con. Um, I did Bulma on uh, it Saturday. Love that, love that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't know if I'd wear it or not, but I actually ran out of normal clothes and I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm wearing Bulma. Um both years I went, I brought a cosplay that I ended up not wearing and kind of expected that. But I was like, okay, Bulma, it's a dress, like it's short, it's comfy. And I'm so glad I did because that was the day I was at the Marvel panel and I was the only one in cosplay in the press fit. Um, you see a lot of Dragon Ball cosplay? No, there was a like very little anime cosplay in general yeah. but everybody knew bulma and they got super right. excited i love i love i'm a huge dragon ball fan oh, so God. like so i you know right away when you said that you could tell i got excited i mean i got funkos here i got a whole line of of um of dragon ball dragon ball z i i, I just love dragon ball anyways really? go ahead. no no i that was my first time wearing her i consider her my lucky cosplay now um like it was that sort of reaction it was like bulma and i was like hey super comfy and and was at the marvel panel um i was the only one in cosplay in a pink dress blue hair um and i got a lot of fist bumps because i think i just like stood out chris pratt himself walked past kind of like stopped looked at me and then walked back and gave me a fist bump i was like that is bulma (laughs) like so that was you know super fun cosplay and then Yeah, that was, yeah, it's, I have washed my hand. That's so, the I'm question so everyone asks next. Like, like, I washed it, but. I am so jealous of you, like, just of that whole thing. Because here's the thing. what I would have had to have camped out. And I would have not been able to go to the bathroom. That I think that's the piece I'm the most jealous of, is, like, <laughs> the the sliding into the, uh, the press pass. So, like. Je- not like fuck you jealous like oh man that's so awesome jealous but yeah that's just great my advice is to wear a bulma cosplay Done. yeah because like i wasn't <laughs> there was a moment i thought i was not getting into the panel because i miscommunication missed the cutoff my friend was in i was like okay cool it's closed but I was like, I'm just going to go anyways and see what happens. More yeah. of a piccolo guy. So yeah. maybe well, if I rock the little piccolo. piccolo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's all Dragon Ball. That was only my first experience. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got an after post was closed. So Bulma. That was all Bulma. It was not me. Um, but yeah, the I had one other cosplay that uh, was really, really fun. Um, I was Beavis from Beavis and Butthead. I saw that on your Instagram. That looked awesome. Who was your partner in crime? That was um, so that was Cage Nerd Darnell, who is the like he runs his company's the party nerds. Okay. Okay. So um it was funny. This is gonna lead into my other yeah, my other favorite panel for sure. Um but we were, you know, talking about San Diego. And I kind of said, like, as a joke, but for me, when I joke, I'm also serious at the same time. Um, I didn't know if he even watched Beavis and Butthead, but I was like, hey, let's do a Beavis and Butthead cosplay. 
And because he's a serious, like, good cosplayer, I didn't know what he would say. Um, and he responds with videos of him that he's made in the past of doing, like, all the voices. And I was like, cool, you're a fan. We're going to do this. Great. Had no idea that they are coming out with a new season. Like, they just it's, came it's out with the movie. The new season's out? Did it? Like, I, it's, it's on Paramount. Did it, I know the movie's out. The new yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, the movie. We, we've been watching some shit on Paramount Plus lately, and I've been seeing a lot of um, commercials. So maybe, yeah. it, maybe it is the movie. Anyway, sorry. Oh no, no, don't. Yeah, don't. I was like, wait, is it out? I need to watch it like right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, that's I how go. hype this panel got me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we decided to do this. Had no idea any of that was happening. That there'd be a panel. That Mike Judge himself would be there. Um, uh, so like eventually we start to get more information and, you know, we see like there's a panel a few days beforehand. We're like, oh, that's so funny. We need to go. And we have Paramount. We get tickets to the Paramount Plus after party. We're like, oh, that's the same day as Beavis and Butthead. We can wear our costumes and we get there. There's like a hotel that always has like the really big billboard of like the biggest advertisement thing there. It's Beavis and Butthead. I'm like there with my friend and we're like, hey, it's us. <laughs> like We're the only people dressed as Beavis and Butthead that day. That's not like a normal cosplay. And it was just like pure coincidence that, that we decided to do this. Next year, and everybody. Like, everybody will do it next year. I hope so. I hope so. I feel like it was pretty iconic. Um, they also had like a big display like on the floor with like the chairs and the cutouts that you take photos. But yeah, totally random. But we went to the panel and we were sitting in the front row and Mike Judge right away saw us and called us. I was like, you guys look awesome. Oh, <laughs> we're like, yeah. Awesome. He's like, cosplayers. And I'm like, huge fan. I was like, no one else is cosplayer. But it was so fun because we just got to act like Beavis and Butthead like the entire day. <laughs> like, what a dream. <laughs> I was running around at one point with toilet paper hanging out of like the back of my shorts. Just like, ah! And that was like what I was supposed to be doing. That was in character. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Oh, the panel. Yes. Really funny. The clips were hilarious. Can I talk a little bit about it? Yeah. Like a, no yes. one cares about Beavis and Butt spoilers, right? Uh, like, if you yeah, care about Beavis and Butt spoilers, log off right yeah. now. And <laughs> think about your life. Um, you know, what was really cool is, so, like, back in the day, there was, like, the music videos they would react to. God, yes. And um, there's a couple, so they still have that, but just updated for modern times. So, they showed us a clip. One of them was a music video. Um it was BTS. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. <laughs> all I'm going to say, they sh- the clip was hilarious. Um, but then another thing that they are doing now to make it modern is they're reacting to TikToks. So these are like real people's TikToks. Like they go online, like they have to get permission from people to use their TikToks. And then Ethos and Butthead are commentating on it. And I think it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't even have TikTok, but my girlfriend does. And she'll like, she'll, she'll sit there and watch TikToks for like an hour. <laughs> and like 15, 20 minutes in, I realize what she's doing because I'm usually scrolling Twitter. And next thing I know, like I'm scooching over next to her and <laughs> I start watching them. And I, so I can, I, I, I laugh so hard when you said that because I can see myself and, and I oh, yeah. comment on them. So, yeah. All you need now is the Beavis and Butthead voice, and then 
There it is. I wonder if yeah, they're going to also do, because, you know, obviously when that show was around, there wasn't really reality television besides, I think the real world maybe, but that was really about it. So I wonder if they would incorporate them making fun of reality shows, almost kind of like a Joel McHale thing, but it's Beavis and Butthead doing it now, I think would be probably pretty awesome. I could definitely see that happen. Just gave him an idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see those commission checks. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super excited for it. Though. I was like, I could see that happening. Like, it's it still felt and looked like the original show. And yeah. Mike Judge made a comment or someone asked a question. I think I'm not quite sure. But basically, like, they still... I don't want to say they're badly drawn because it's disrespectful to the people who draw them. But we know, I mean, they're not drawn great. That's the style of Beavis and Butthead. And he said that, like, he tried to make them look better at one point, but it just didn't feel authentic. So it's like they still look the way they've always looked. The MTV. Yeah, like the really. Animation. Yeah. Yeah. Weird lines. But then, like, with the TikToks and the modern things, like, it feels like it hits the right note of modern, but still nostalgic. Um, So back to Hall H, I guess you could say. You know, the MCU phase five and six announcements. We already covered a little bit of it. Uh, Just to kind of give you a rundown in case you've been living under a rock, phase four wraps up with She-Hulk on Disney Plus and then officially wraps up with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And then it kicks off February or phase five kicks off February 17th of next year with Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. Then we're going to have Secret Invasion, spring of next year. Guardians 3 on May 3rd, it looks like, of next year. Echo on Disney Plus in the summertime, followed by Loki Season 2. Then the Marvels movie, July 28th. Blade with Mahersala coming back November 3rd, 23. Ironheart, fall of 23. Agatha, uh, looks like winter, 23, going into 24. And then 18 episodes of Daredevil Born Again in spring 24. And then rounding it out, Captain America, New World Order, May 3rd, 2024. And then the final movie for Phase 5 is going to be the Thunderbolts, July 28th, 2024. So before we get into Phase 6, any of those, I guess let's start off with the ones that maybe you're most excited about. And then we'll go there and then, you know, maybe kind of round it off with question marks. You know, maybe who we think might be like a like a wild card or an underdog kind of thing. And maybe just one or two or you're just like, eh, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the one that kind of surprised me that, uh, like, it's a, you know, most excited about and wasn't expecting it was She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. So we saw the trailer for that and I'm not spoiling, but I just thought it was really funny. And maybe it's because I, like, wasn't really thinking about it or didn't really have any expectations. I just was like, yeah, it's another Marvel thing coming out. But I was like, oh, this actually looks really good. I'm so excited for this. Um and Wakanda Forever, of course, that looks so, it's super epic. Um, for ones less excited about, everyone's going to, I just, I, I know everyone got super excited for Daredevil, Double, like everyone's like roaring. I don't know. I just, I don't care. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Did you watch it when it was on Netflix or no? No. Okay. So um, maybe that's why. Um, so we'll see. It's not like a hard no, but I was just like, I, sure. I don't see why everybody's like cheering so hard, but I guess they're on to something that I'm not. So we'll see about that. Episodes is a lot too. I mean, for any show, 
but yeah. you know, 18 episodes, I don't know. And then on top of that, going from the rated R Netflix version to a more PG 13 friendly Disney plus version is going to, I don't be- think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be. Oh, okay. I don't think it's, it's, I saw somewhere they're going to designate it. Shit. It's not going to be like a Disney it's Plus series. It's not going to be a hard R, but it's, it's not gonna no. It's going to be a Marvel Studios series. Oh, okay. So they're going to start okay. designating the softer. Again, speculation. I yeah, whatever. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know Disney was doing that. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense because I mean, eventually yeah. you're going to have to do it when when they bring in when they do a Deadpool three or whenever they bring him in, they're going to have to do some kind of designation for that. Yeah. So and then. I will say this before we get to Sabo, because I definitely want to hear your list. I have a feeling, and I'd love to get your feedback, too. My buddy Kip brought this up to me. I feel like Wakanda Forever takes place during the blip. I don't think it's, or at least the majority of the film is going to be on. Like, I, that, that's my prediction, because when uh, when uh, the, the mom is screaming out, my whole family's gone. I was like, oh, man, this may be happening during the blip because if you remember Okoye in Endgame when uh, Black Widow was having the meeting with Captain Marvel and everybody else, she mentioned earthquakes off the coast. And, you know, the kind of assumption then was, oh, this could be Neymar. This could be Atlantis. So I have a (laughs) feeling that, and to me, I feel like it would also be a smoother transition into, you know, Chadwick, obviously not here anymore, tremendous loss to the MCU, but for, you know, as far as the writing and everything else, well, how can we explain what, you know, what happened to Chadwick? So that that's kind of my prediction. I was really glad Kip opened my eyes to that because especially after that one clip, I was like, man, that might, that, that really makes sense. You know, so I'm not saying the whole movie takes place during the blip, but I feel like the majority of it might. And that's just kind of my prediction. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I was also wondering how they would handle those same issues. So yeah, it, uh, that usually the most obvious thing probably is what they'll go with. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, we can go with the blip, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was kind of a big deal. Like, yeah. it'd be weird not to use that. <laughs> right, right. So, Ryan, what's what's your anticipated, most 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 looking forward to least? Yeah, so, I, look, I know a lot of people, I caught some shit. I caught hell because no. I've I've been a little underwhelmed. Uh, with phase four mm-hmm. uh, Thor this last Thor movie I just I wasn't a huge fan of it so I came on I came on our, our oh, this episode. is awkward I wore my Thor shirt to the podcast. I, I love I love <laughs> Thor I love Thor I just I didn't I didn't necessarily like the movie yeah certainly not the first hour of it I definitely liked the second hour of it but with all that being said I I feel like this these releases reinvigorated me a little bit i think there's so much to be excited about um as we talked about on that thor episode i i feel like once we get into phase five and into phase six phase four and kind of all the build up and setup and groundwork that they're laying is going to make more a whole lot more sense okay so number one i love jonathan majors love 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 the Kang, uh, the Kang character. I love, loved him with the He Who Remains character. So, you know, just reading the whole interaction with him and Scott Lang when it, when they're in the in the quantum realm, and you know, oh, you're an Avenger. You know, have I killed you before? I know I already brought that up, but like, just reading it kind of gave me chills. 
I've always been a huge fan of the Ant-Man movies. Um, I watch them still pretty often. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I mean, dude, come on, Blade. Like, nothing else needs to be said. Um, Secret Invasion. Like, I was reading an article yesterday or maybe the day before that talks about how this is being positioned as the first uh, MCU crossover event where they're going to bring... um, they're going to bring old boy from uh, oh, what is his name? The the cop from from Wakanda from from Wakanda Forever. The the white dude that was in um, oh, that was in the Hobbit. Yeah, so yeah. he's going to be brought into it. They're also bringing some a, another. They're bringing all these different people into it, which obviously opens up just the this the possibilities of that show are really endless. With you know the, the shape shifting ability and all that, so I'm really looking forward to that. Dude, Loki was is my favorite Marvel show so far, so season two definitely looking forward to that. I I like that they're doing an Ironheart spinoff. Obviously, they're gonna they're going to introduce her in uh, Wakanda Forever, but I like that they're starting to give some of these uh, young Avengers, which is what that's leading to, giving them their own shows and laying the groundwork. Um, you know, in the Thunderbolts, right? The Thunderbolts are sort of a, uh, so basically all of it, right? Like uh, every <laughs> single one of them, uh, you know, the Thunderbolts is kind of like a, um, you know, a suicide, a suicide squad for the MCU. So I'm, you know, and I always, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Um, so yeah, but, uh, to Sarah's point, the one that I'm really not pumped about is Daredevil. I mean, they're going away from the six episode kind of thing that they've been doing. So wow. now we're like, this is like a three season, three seasons in one. Now, the one thing that'll change my whole fucking perspective is if they bring Johnny Barenthal and and Punisher is in this, then that changes everything. Everything is um is is off then and then i'm i'm all in not that i don't like the matt murdoch character and not that i didn't enjoy the netflix series but like i don't know 18 episodes just feels like a lot thrown in there but uh with the caveat that if they bring if they bring the punisher in there then then i'm all in so Excellent. Got a question. So after. all of it. I like it all. <laughs> <laughs> I likes it all. Kind of not interested in Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. And I, oh, I just want to say this, though, Bjorn. Yeah. 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 Miss Marvel. I have not watched the last episode. Yeah. OK. But Miss Marvel, I believe like I love Loki, but I think that is one of the best done shows that they've that they've put out so far just a completely different vibe um i loved what they did with that so you know obviously you know i'm looking (laughs) looking forward to it now i'm looking forward to the marvels (laughs) yeah now that it's wrapped up i'm definitely planning on binging it at least this week so a quick question out there from aaron croom big shout out to our buddy aaron um is are the daredevil episodes going to be an hour or or half an hour I don't know, unfortunately. No, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't say that. Specify that anywhere. So there's no telling. I really hope they're only half an hour. Oh yeah, I really hope they're not an hour long. I can tell you this: they're not going to be three hours like uh, Stranger Things. So um, you're getting three eighteen three hour episodes with Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, so Aaron, I wish we had that answer for you, buddy. We'll get Kevin fighting. Yeah, I'm hoping for like episode. anime timing, where it's like 22 minutes an <laughs> right. episode. I love right. that. Hell yeah! I mean, yeah, great. 
Yeah. For me, um, you know, Blade, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm totally looking forward to that. I think uh, Agatha is my wild card. I think that's going to be one of those where it's going to be they're going to knock it out of the park or it's going to be pretty forgetful. But I really love I think it's Catherine Hahn. Uh, I think her character is fantastic. Really loved her as Agatha in the in the WandaVision series. So that's my wild card. Daredevil, just like Saba, 18 is a lot. I'm really hoping they're half an hour or even less. I will like it, not just that they bring back Barenthal as a Punisher, but if it does lead up to a Midnight Suns type of thing to where we start getting some of the, you know, more, I, what's the word I'm looking for, like anti-heroes, like Ghost Rider, things like that. So we'll see. I think that's going to be an, an exciting part of the MCU whenever they do get to that Midnight Suns kind of darker area. And, of course, just like you said, Thunderbolts, love it when they can put a group of villains together. And they are, rumor is that, um Winter Soldier is going to kind of be the the good guy yeah. in the group that wrangles them all together. Sebastian. Like the like the Rick Flag, the Rick Flag. Like the, yeah, correct. So that would be very interesting to see, and I think it would be an awesome dynamic. And that does come out right after Captain America and W.O. So it'll be cool to see how they tie that up, and we'll go from there. Ant Man and Wasp, super duper psyched for. And I mean, I'm, I mean, Wakanda forever. Like, if you're not excited for that movie, I don't, I don't know what's what's going on with you. <laughs> So, Behind, I, guess- I would say I would say the one like wild card though is Echo. Like we don't know a lot about. Obviously, True. we had that character um, in Hawkeye. Jesus in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading something this week that it's gonna have like a Moon Knight vibe to it, like dealing with like the supernatural and mythical stuff, okay. which to me is like. It's out and that's yeah. out and out and left field a little bit. So I'm yeah. interested. That's that is a that is a definite wild card. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I mean, of course, Guardians three, uh, you know, I think it's for me, it's probably Black Panther and then Guardians like right there underneath it for my one and two that I'm super excited about, especially because they are both like the closest <laughs> that we have. So now going to phase six, they finally announced it. We get to meet the first family. Uh, Fantastic Four, still a, a lot up in the air. You know, they're not confirming that Jim Halpert's going to come back. And- any doubt? Is there any doubt in anybody's <laughs> mind that Krasinski isn't Mr. Fantastic? Yeah, like, let's I, be I would honest. love for him to be. But, yeah, you never know. It's Marvel. It's Marvel. Then, of course, in the same year, we will get two Avengers movies. So we'll get Avengers Kang Dynasty and then Avengers Secret Wars, which I cannot wait for. So let me ask you to uh, one question as far as preference. Uh, a lot of people know Dr. Doom is one of my favorite villains. I can't wait for the casting announcement. They already, I, I saw they already have him cast. And really? I also saw that uh, Giancarlo Esposito is actually, has actually been interviewing for roles. So I saw those things uh, like a day or two apart. Okay. I think he would be a fucking phenomenal Victor Von Doom. I, I mean, you know, a little bit um uh unconventional, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? They you know, but I think he would that dude is fucking great, man. Hey, and we want to hear from you out there too. Who do you think would be a great Doctor Doom? Sarah, who who would you I, I am so bad at this. I, yeah. <laughs> I need to pass. <laughs> I'm okay. like right. so no. bad. I could like be meeting a celebrity and be like, what's your name? <laughs> I'm sure whoever they cast will be perfect because of Marvel, like they really do perfect casting. <laughs> they do. They do. I, I would have like, and I brought this up before Mads. I always butcher his last name. 
Uh, but he was in the first Doctor Strange movie as the villain, and I thought that was a waste. I thought I think he was he was the dad in uh, Rogue uh, in Rogue One. Rogue One. Mm-hmm. He's he's been in yeah. a lot of stuff. Great actor. I think he would have been a fantastic Doctor Doom. But well, we'll see. Maybe the multiverse will switch that up. <laughs> Who knows? He played the Bond villain that had the, that mm-hmm. bled through his eye, and he yeah. Royale. Yeah, I like him. So yeah. So Phase Six thoughts, predictions, excitement. Where where are you two at with this? Sarah, you go first. <laughs> I feel like it's uh, so far away. It's, right. uh, you know, it's hard to like really have thoughts about it. Like phase five where it's like, okay, what am I planning to yeah. see this next year or the next two years? But I mean, clearly like Avengers secret Wars, uh, like, you know, that was like the hype moment for yeah. I think everyone and Paul H or Room Salt were like, ah, yes, another Avengers movie. I guess it sounds weird. Like I knew there would be more, but after Endgame, I don't know. I kind of never thought about there being additional Avengers movies. Right. It kind of felt like it was done. And then it's like, oh wait, no, it's not done. Like yeah. we're getting another one. That's super exciting. So I'm going to keep it like high level and not try to get into the nitty gritty of things years in the future. And just, I'm going to keep it. I'm excited for the. So I got a spoiler alert for everybody. The oh. fucking Avengers are going to lose again. Um, that's what that <laughs> tells me, right? There's going to be this, the, you're going to get them in May, 2025. It's going to be a, a multiverse war. Like the one that uh, he who remains described at, at Loki, go back and watch the last episode of Loki where all the Kangs are fighting each other. Basically, I don't want to get too far into it, but in Doctor Strange, they talked about how when uh, realities start to combine, the worlds collapse on each other. So the Kangs have to fight each other to prevent their worlds from collapsing, blah, 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 blah. The Avengers are going to get involved. They're going to fucking lose. Right. And then we're going to spend. Now, I have talked about this many times that year in between Infinity War and Endgame and how there was really nothing like it uh, in my lifetime, the anticipation for the Endgame to come out, you're going to have that again um, in a in a shorter period, which I don't know if that's good or if that's bad, but I believe that... <laughs> You know, Secret Wars is when you're going to see uh, and, and there's there's multiple iterations of Secret Wars. There's kind of the original one that came out like late 80s, early 90s. This is going to be more like the 2015 version where Dr. Doom actually becomes the, the Grand Emperor. And I actually or whatever, whatever he that whatever his name is, uh, where he's got the white outfit on and he's got this uh, this world that he brings all these realities that have collapsed on each other together and everybody kind of fights, fights it out. And there's, you know, you're going to get all the Spider-Man you're going to get mutants. You're going to get probably Robert Downey Jr. And Chris Evans back for that. Um, You know, there's going to be, it's going to be an Epic level event uh, that's going to come on, on the heels of, another sort of end of infinity war when we all walked out of the fucking theater and we're just like, Oh my God, half these fucking people just died. Like what's going to happen. So it's, it's going to be just like that, except for one kind of big thing. The beginning of the infinity saga, call it phase one 
was not as planned out and put together as as phase four has been. So there is going, to, man, there's just going to be this point in like phase five where like everything clicks and it's going to lead into phase six and it's just going to be fucking amazing. It's going to be beautiful. I mean, this, this is, I, these are the golden years of, of cinema for me. Like the idea that, that Kevin Feige and the folks at Disney are doing everything that they are with these characters that we all know and love. I just, I, I'm, I, I'm excited. I don't know if anybody can tell. Like this is, <laughs> this is, this is going to be fucking amazing, and I cannot wait. And 2025 will be here before you know it because they're hitting us with content every 30 to 60 days. Every 30 to 60 days, we're getting something else. Boom, boom, boom. So it's amazing. Let's just hold off monkeypox. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more pandemics, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Sorry, Behern. You knew I was going to do it. Hey, I love it. I love it. So man. excited. It's been a fun episode. So, Sarah, yeah. any any final thoughts before we wrap up? Where can people find you besides just Instagram, all, all that? Let the, let the audience, let the world know how they can get some more Sarah's loading in their life. Yeah. I mean, my main platform is Instagram. Sarah's loading. I occasionally stream to Twitch. I have a Twitter. I don't really check, um, but same name on all platforms, but Instagram, that is the house of everything I announce, whether I'm doing the podcast with you guys or whatever I'm doing next, I put it on there. So please check it out. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Any upcoming cons before? Yeah, I was like, so what are my next cons? cons? Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to Dragon Con. Awesome. I need to book my flight. I might do that right now, right after Where's this. that? It's in Atlanta. Okay. So I've never been, so I can't tell you what it's about. Um, but I think it's about partying. Yes. Cosplay. So, <laughs> it's a party con from what I've heard in Atlanta. So that just sounds like a great time. So... We'll see. And then my next big con is New York Comic Con. Um, super excited. We'll have to link up. Um, anyone watching, like go to New York Comic Con, say hi, follow me, find my cosplay, say hi. Would love to meet everyone. <laughs> there you go. As always, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Saba. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I'm having breakfast for dinner tonight, so and I can smell it cooking right now, and I am fucking so jazzed up. So I love bacon, everybody. Bacon or sausage? Uh, I do. A, we do a little bit of both. Little, there's some biscuits. We're in North Carolina, so you know, little scrambled eggs, little biscuits, little bacon, little sausage. I'm about to enjoy my life. <laughs> I smell it. <laughs> smell it through the bag, baby. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's all I got. There you go. As always, please be sure to check us out. Uh, our website is popculturepodcast.com. And of course, our our podcast is on all podcast formats, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Pandora, iTunes, all that fun stuff. I'm just looking at my dog. All of them. Yeah, everywhere. And of course, you can listen to them right on our website as well. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow. Definitely make sure you check out Sarah is loading on Instagram, like her page as well, too. Big thank you again to Believe podcast network that is b-l-e-a-v betonline.ag for your sports betting needs and as always red cinemas for your cinematic adventures here in greensboro north carolina on behalf of everybody else on zero dark nerdy thank you all so much for watching here on facebook live for those of you listening thank you so much and we will see you next time peace Bye. peace <laughs> And anger management? Fuck anger management.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.